Yes, sir. <laughs> we are back. Another week, an important week in politics and life for real. This Black Broadway podcast, y'all. Episode 46, live and direct from D.C. Here we go. Let's do it. Black Broadway. Uh, yeah. Yeah, y'all. I'm just uh, feeling so privileged tonight, man. I got my first return guest, man. I got my bag. You know, from episode 5, the internet episode, the honorable, the great, my homie, Eli Lake. Say what up, yo. Thanks so much for having me again. Hey, that's what's up, man. I'm glad to have you in the And we are also joined by my man, Honey Graham, with the info. Joe, my brother from the Wise Out Club Barbershop. And this episode is primary colors, y'all. Get your run right. Get ready to get out here and vote and make a change or something like that. <laughs> Yo, so we look, we are back though, man. We're here. We're, on, we're live right now. We back. Yo, we are having a great time. Black Broadway. Thank y'all once again for tuning in and listening and getting back with us. Yo, another week, another show, Black Broadway Podcast, man. I've been surrounded by some people that I truly enjoy right now, yo. And we're talking about one of my favorite things, one of Black Broadway favorite things, period. Politics, y'all, because you need to be more politically aware out here, for real. Like, this is important, man. This is serious work that we're doing out here. So, this episode right here is called the Primary Colors episode, man. I got my man Eli Lake, columnist with Bloomberg View. I got my man with all the information. The king of hot takes. The king the king of barbershop hot takes right now on the political side. Gerald Dixon, my brother, thank you so much for coming through, man. Absolute pleasure to be here in this Yo, this company. is great. As always, my producer, Dre Black, on my side, man. What up, man? Hey, we here, man. Episode Another 46 day. on here, bro. Episode 46, man. And before we get started, I'm going to do what I always do yes, and sir. thank Everybody and anybody who listened to any episode of Black Broadway Podcast, especially our last episode, oh, live from Capitol Hill Crab Cakes. My bad, I'm bubbling <laughs> that all up. <laughs> Capitol Hill Crab Cakes with my yeah. man, Chef Horatio, and my Chef man, Spice. Chef Spice. Yo, Horatio was on He was on the it. Hook. <laughs> so on that it. was, he was on I mean, literally, everybody that's come up to me. Really good info me. on food trucks. Really yeah, good yeah, yeah. economy of the food trucks. People yeah. like it's informative. It was entertaining. It was. That's what we're yeah. going for, y'all, man. Like, we're going to keep that type of content coming for y'all, man. Like, just thank you, everybody, man. Thanks to Capitol Hill Crab Cakes yeah, for man. allowing us to come through. The food and was dope, the food man. Was the food was dope. Crab fries was oh, on a million. Man. It was lit. And everybody that's gone to Capitol Crab Cakes Talk about the crab since... Fries. We did the episode. Oh, Ever yeah. since we did the episode, literally, there's been like three or four people that's been like, yo, I'm going to Capitol Hill Crab Cakes as, today. As you you called, Gerald called me about you, it. You I told, no, but my my uh, wife's uh, job location is literally like right a block there. from there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so I put her and all South the ladies oh, yeah. in her <laughs> office mm-hmm. on. And I got a Marion Berry chicken sandwich on my mind right now. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Chef hey, Horatio. That's, yeah. right that's the move, yo. Man, yo, we love y'all, man. Thank y'all so much for coming on the show, man. We getting to it, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Black Broadway Podcast going up for 2016. For real, this is really positive stuff, man. With that being said, also, let's talk about the super positive movement this week. We are proud to announce yeah. that Black Broadway Podcast is officially available on oh, iTunes. iTunes baby. Go to the podcast I got it store. Now on my podcast. That's right. On, on your podcast iPhone. app. Listen, rock with the podcast app because you can't delete it. I, I got it. I've got it. 
on my podcast app on my Apple TV. So for the for the Apple TV you will Apple TV be able to need that logo. You told me that the day you got a full screen logo. Listen, you know what you guys really need to get though is title. Hey, we gonna talk about that title. Listen. Look, I, I, got a lot, I got a lot to say about title. I got some stuff to say I about title tonight, too. I've been a big title advocator since they came since they, So, Dre is an early adopter. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm just now getting on the wave, and we're going to discuss where Eli and Gerald stand on this title thing, because title Absolutely. has my attention right now for a couple of reasons. We're going to get into them later on in the show, y'all. But like I said, we on iTunes, y'all. We are. We on iTunes. <laughs> Can I tell you to get We are on iTunes, okay? So everybody that got those iPhones, like Kill said... It's on the phone. You can't delete it. So. If I tell you how many people I ran down on today, <laughs> was like, yo, let me see your phone real quick. Yo, you're subscribed. You're a subscriber. You're going to get a notification. Take the podcast app out of your hidden phone. Exactly. 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 Right. And pull it up into your front. <laughs> and get hit. I'm not playing with people out here. Yo. If you see me in the streets, hide your iPhone because I'm grabbing it. <laughs> and I'm totally subscribing you to Black Broadway Podcast. And I'm pushing. On, I'm putting on push notifications. You sent me the link. I'm, I'm not playing with nobody. I was going to say, I, I downloaded it voluntarily. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're, you're one of the people without, right. without, without, without any without instruction any, of the prophet. You didn't have your phone right. snatched. Yeah. None of that. Exactly. I, uh, I love it. I was, I'm glad I did. Look, I'm coming for y'all. All right? You know what I'm saying? If you're hearing this and I find you in these streets and you don't have Black Broadway Podcast on your podcast, we're going to see you. We're going to see you. All right? We coming. That's that's my word. That's me talking. All right. So now, what else is there? Oh, we got we got plans for listener engagement right now, oh, man. Definitely. Listen, we've been rocking for a long time, and literally every week, man, there's somebody else coming up to me telling me that they listen to the show and that they see what I'm up to. I'll be seeing y'all little, you know, little sneaky listens on SoundCloud. <laughs> Couple of names I recognize. I'll be like, oh shit, you got SoundCloud page, huh? Oh, you checked out Black Broadway exactly, too? Right? Twice. <laughs> Say word. Okay, yeah, we got all the statistics. So it's good oh, that we're seeing that and what we want y'all to know is that we want to make it worth y'all while to listen to this show, alright? Listen, before we even start talking about what we got coming up, we're going to talk about what we're going to do right now. Because like I said, we got loyal listeners. We do. And we're going to give something. We're going to give some love. We're going to give a special gift to our number one listener, yo. Lorraine S. Like, tell, tell me how I say her last name, yo. Stanislaus. Stanislaus. I didn't want to drop it. I, I was going to go with Lorraine S. Like, we had this discussion earlier today. I was like, yo, I'm just going to go with Lorraine S. But Lorraine is peoples, yo. Lorraine is lit. Every time we put up an episode, Lorraine is going to listen. She's going to drop a comment on our Facebook page. She's going to like our Facebook post. She's like really Black Broadway. She's dedicated. Shout out to Lorraine. Shout out to Lorraine. Shout out to Lorraine. And listen, for Lorraine, I'm going to go ahead and just tell them what we got for her, yo. Let the people know. Lorraine, this is what we got for you, all right? And we're going to make sure you get this because we know how to get in touch with you. So this is what we we got for you. We got a $50 gift card to Busboys and Poets for you and whoever you should choose to take to 
Love Whatever it. you want to do, and it's good at any busboys and poets location. You, go you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, whatever, exactly. <laughs> if you want to come <laughs> through and, and check out yeah. Sable Vine, <laughs> yeah. 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 exactly. There's a shout out yeah. to Andy Shalau. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Andy For real. Shout out to Busboys, man. One of my favorite spots. Shout out to one of my favorite clients, the manager at the Brooklyn location. The name is L. What's up, L? You know what I'm saying? Like, we got this gift card is good at all locations, and it's for you. You, Lorraine, cause you rocking with Black Broadway from day one. Right so let's Lorraine. give Lorraine another hand for real. Yeah, yo, thank, yo you. thank you so much, yo. For real, we gonna keep this type of support going. Y'all support us, we gonna support y'all, and that's what it is. So with our next deal, so that the audience now can get in on this, cause you know we ain't announced yeah, nothing. We yeah, just felt yeah. like doing something exactly, so, yeah. for the people. So this is our next deal right here, and it's a little bit of a trivia, a little bit of a challenge. You know what I'm saying? It's, a little work. it's February. It's the month of love, you know what I'm saying? We're going to do something for the ladies, almost especially. We're going to definitely take care of the fellas because we got to take care of our homies. Yeah. But this is for the ladies right here. So look, Hell yes. what we're doing is <laughs> we're having a giveaway of two $25 Lush gift certificates. That means you can get your bath bomb on happy. Yeah, you can get your facial bomb on. You can get whatever you want out of Lush Two $25 gift certificates or gift cards, should I say, mm -hmm. at Lush. And for the fellas, we giving them one free voucher for either service or product at my home, the Wise Out Club. Don't get a cut from me. My, you get a cut from anybody uh, else that's in the building. I get my it's on Black Broadway. Did I wild. get his hair cut in? You got to do it. You do it. It's definitely it's, it's an experience. So that's what we got for the two, the three Black Broadway, two females and one male. Yep. Who can answer this question and email us the answer at blackbroadway.com. I pardon me at blackbroadway at gmail. Dot com. <coughs> this is the question. Give us the name of all the female guests, all the ladies that have been on Black Broadway Podcast. We want the names, and they're all mentioned by name or at name. Give us their name on every episode, on the episodes of Black Broadway. I'm not going to make you give us the episode number, but I want the names of all of our ladies who have been in the Black Broadway Podcast Zone. And we got gifts. We got gifts. We got gifts. Come bearing gifts. We lit. Lorraine about to go to Bus Boys and go ham. She about to go ham. She about to go ham. Like, I mean, 50, you eating good. You definitely going to have a DC definitely tap water. It's, it's definitely lit. She's going to have a great time. It's definitely lit. And On Black Broadway. A, a quarter and lush is definitely going to get you lit. And yeah. if you come to Wise Isle and rock with me, or oh, rock yeah. with Gerald, or Ben, or Mac, right. or Monica, or they Rosa, or Betty, right. or Eric, hey, or whoever. Yo, who I leave out? Monica? Who I leave out? Lauren? Everybody. Whole squad. Whole squad. Whole squad. If you come rock with us, you're going to get what you came for. And that's what that's what we got for our Black Broadway listeners. Is that, our, is that our announcements right there? Yes. That's we want to send your entries, send your submissions through email. Black Broadway, B-L-V-C-K Broadway at gmail.com. Send your <laughs> entries that way. We're going to check our email daily. Our first two winners, we got y'all. We, going, we got y'all. We don't. Have, you can get the uh, gift certificate via email or snail mail. We can send it in, you know, physical package for you. You know what I'm saying? Same with the brothers with the uh, haircut, with the haircut. At, or the product, the service at Wise Out Club. We got y'all. 
No worries, all right? So, hey, those Good that's shit. my front of the show announcements right here. Yes, now sir. we can get into a couple of hot takes, you know what I'm saying? Because here's well, the we thing. We got them. We got <laughs> our little news and entertainment segment this week. Is is actually lit. It is because it's been lit. a it's been a pretty it's good pretty it's been a pretty lit yeah. week. It's been you know a whole week. It's been a pretty lit week, man. You know, Black Broadway. We appreciate y'all tuning in week after week, and sometimes some weeks are better than others. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> Listen, this week was better like for me. me. There you go. <laughs> this week was rocking for me for a couple reasons. Valentine's Day was lit. Shout out to everybody that Yo, enjoyed yeah. Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Tell us y'all had great Valentine's Day. This is a room full of satisfied men who have. Absolutely. Quality yeah, Valentine's Day. Day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Alright. That's what so I'm that talking about. So that Sunday. kicked it off. And I'm going to keep it real. Like, my Valentine's Day gift, you know, I woke up on Valentine's Day in a, in a, in a positive space. And, and the first thing I did was check my phone for the life of Pablo. And that shit went on me. And I was pissed. Okay, what time was that? Because it, it didn't. Nah, dead ass, that was like 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> The thirst was real. real. <laughs> was Let me tell you, when he got finished performing on SNL, yeah, you I was, was like, like, what the fuck? Yeah. You was there at 1201. Yo, <laughs> straight up. <laughs> so obviously, it still wasn't there at 8 o'clock. Exactly. It wasn't there at 8 o'clock. Well, so, you know, I've got issues with this whole. The life so, of so Pablo thing, but before we get there, I need to, if I could, without getting it too serious, <laughs> to back my weekend up. Mm -hmm. And my weekend really got off the chain when I got off of work on Saturday. Damn good. Mm -hmm. Got in my car, mm -hmm. turned on the radio, and oh, found out Scalia Saturday, was what? found out dead. Scalia? Oh, Scalia! Scalia's death oh. Saturday evening. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's set my weekend into a completely Look, different. You know what? That's speech. actually on my list of topics yes. that we're going to touch on yes. during our new yes. segment. Yes. As we were recapping how intense this weekend. This weekend did get intense. That yeah. was the intensity that my weekend. Oh, and it only gets realer. <laughs> but like I said, the shit really kicked off with like Pablo for yeah. me, right? Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, like, what was going for like Supreme Court justice? Scalia. Because Scalia is not even the most conservative member of the court, but you yeah, know, he, he, he's, he's, he's the leader of the He's just the standard bearer. He's the standard bearer. He's the guy you put out in front. Don't nobody really want to stand behind Clarence Thomas, even though Clarence Thomas is all too ready. They're all too ready. He's all too ready to advance their causes, but they're not really about to come out and say, hey, Clarence Thomas is our guy. I've spent a lot of time, and there's a lot of they're like. They're like Clarence Thomas. Scalia is guy. Scalia is considered a once-in-a-generation thought kind of intellectual in the sense of like he was extremely important as a leader. Like I said, Scalia didn't have the taint of Thomas is very well-respected. I Yeah, exactly. Anita Hill... He didn't have the taint of being black, period. Well... No, that? I, I don't want to give him the the, 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 the the benefit or, you know, lack of benefit of being, being black. black. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. But, but he is. the difference with Scalia is that even though Thomas ultimately made the court, Scalia embodied not only the favorite ideas, but he didn't have any... You know, he had very little judicial Dirt. background behind yeah. him before he yeah. became yeah. a member of the court, first of all. True. But he certainly had no dirt. Who appointed him? 
Reagan? He's a Reagan appointee. Are you talking about Thomas? Thomas is he a Bush appointee? No, it's W. Bush. Thomas is first Bush fight. He's popping. like, oh my god. I remember that. All of our younger listeners, for real, get into that. Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill. That whole entire saga. I believe HBO is actually about to do a movie on that. Kerry Washington is playing Anita Hill. It's going up. Yeah, that's about to be a whole nother. I appreciate you guys for taking me off into this serious side note about. Supreme Court justice is dying, but I came here to talk about fucking Kanye. You came to talk about. I came to talk about the I want to talk about. Listen, I just exposed Eli to yes. the life of Pablo. We before we know why we were staging the yes. episode, we sat around for a good little while and listened to the life of Pablo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And got into exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. Let me give you my assessment of after one listen. You know what I? You know. All right. I, so this is my assessment uh, summarized. Point number one. Kanye understood that the people needed a great piece of music. Right. And he decided to finally give this to us. He did. Point number two, until proven otherwise, exactly. everything he's coming out with is going to be, until proven otherwise, is first listen. He's like at that Beatles icon. And I think Kanye you gotta, is doing like, this. You got to talk about him now, like as one of the. He's coming out with. Anyway, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I need to distract you. I'm trying to sell out the show. But that's it. That's, that's it. You're still dealing with his personality, mm-hmm. and his personality is a prick. Yeah, an arrogant, like super powerful. That's what he guy. do though. Yeah, that's fine. what he does. That's who Kanye is. He's a great he artist. He makes great music. He's great, great music. And this, the Life of Pablo album. All right, here's a reckless statement that I'm about to make. Listen. Life of Pablo album wait, is wait, top three Kanye wait, album. Can we not have like video? You don't want to do video? No, 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 let's not do the okay, video. Okay, you don't want to do any video? No, I don't want to do All right, you don't want to be on camera? Me. Yeah, I forgot. I am in a room with two anti-camera guys, and we're, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And we're borderline millennials, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you <laughs> all are certainly... We're older spectrum millennials. You're absolute millennials in terms of cameras, though. Oh, absolutely. Yo, they gave us camera phones, they fucked the money up, you know. Oh, they fucked the money up, but they gave us uh, Instagram and Snapchat. (laughs) But anyway, back to this Kanye album, though. Musical excellence. Mm -hmm. Real talk. Like, Kanye is at the top of his game as far as, like, pushing the envelope. Mm -hmm. And, like, really being bold with what he wants to do with sounds. Mm -hmm. And really being experimental. But in in a much more grooved out way mm-hmm. or a less jarring way mm-hmm. than like Jesus was. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Jesus yeah, was like right. a shock to your system. Jesus was like well, cold water. It took me muster to warm up the Jesus. I love Jesus for jump. But yeah, the I first mean, time me. I heard Jesus I just was like what the fuck is this? What the fuck? I mean, literally, he even got a little bit of elements of Jesus yeah. on uh, True. the life of Paul. A lot, a like yeah. literally. Okay, the difference, like how Jesus starts out with literal feedback yeah. and distortion. Right, 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 right. This starts out with a full gospel. Oh, band. I love it. Right. I love that. A full Ultra gospel beam band. Right. Ultra light beams got my whole aura Man, glowing right here, now. Man. I'm ready to go out here in the world and just commit <laughs> random acts of kindness. So because I'm on the ultra light beam. Life of Pablo is out. Life of Pablo is out. And unfortunately, what I would say about it as someone who has not listened to the album okay. in full Let's yet, get into this. Is that my frustration with it is the fact that it is not oh, as widely available <laughs> as I would have yes. hoped and in well, some yes. ways expected it to be. Right. Now, I understand. I get it. These are the you know the ins and outs of the industry and the music business and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you get it though? I don't think it's an industry thing. 
I think it's a real life Kanye trying to be once again controversial. Is it short sighted though? I see. I think that a guy who just came on Twitter in a couple of last few days has said that he's fifty three million dollars in personal debt. Right. And a guy who obviously lives in a mansion with. His wife, who's like an international sex symbol, True. just had two kids, True. has matted out Maybachs and Rolls True. Royces, and can go and wear anything he wants. Mm -hmm. He doesn't fucking need anything. What's short-sighted short for Kanye? Like, all he wants to do is do what the fuck he wants to do. And that is consistently his message in life. Like, yeah, all I, I want to do is do what I want to do. But I He's do not Jay-Z. Jay-Z wants to be a billionaire. But I do he also want to hear him, if not, if not necessarily the pursuit of just raw financial interest, I do hear him as someone who wants to maximize his art to the world. He feels like his art has a message I think that the world art, needs to hear. I think he thinks, he thinks of himself as art. So it's like his impact. Like Kanye is like performance art. Yo. He's more yeah. to like Kanye is, yeah. Kanye's whole entire shtick it's like performance art. Like when he Big comes one. out here, yeah. like his whole shit is like, I am, I am, a, I am a spectacle. So he's is, always been a spectacle. Is always this been the only distribution plan for the album? This is I, it? This we don't know. know. That's what he's saying. That's okay. what he's saying. We have a lot of material on who Kanye. Is. Exactly. We got receipts. He's, he's an oversharer. Yes, he, we got receipts on Kanye. Like, like listen. we get a lot of what's going on. All right. Yeah. Like every, like I said on the last he show, every album he has, he has a. College dropout, he was the dropout bear with True. the damn mascot there. Yeah. Um, late registration, you know what I'm saying? It's diamonds are forever. This is international cup, Kanye, right. right here. This is the debut of international, yeah. Graduation is like the shutter sunglasses and the Guido yeah. tuxedo yeah. with the chains. Tokyo, and the Kanye. This is how good Kanye was. This is how brilliant he is. Okay? We remember all this. This is how brilliant Kanye was. He's like Bowie. And I'm saying this as someone who's putting him on the, the ultimate pantheon. Mm -hmm. He is such a brilliant musician. Mm -hmm. That the whole world watched him become a pretty good rapper. Yeah, right. from like yeah. a baseline from a really of not rapping at all, a poor like, rapper, a bad rapper, a poor rapper. To, to so be, we, 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 we were willing really to tolerate all this bad. You say that. You say, you say I got rapper. the advantage on all these other rappers because I get to hear my beats first. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's a little bit unfair to say he was a poor rapper. Though. He gets to hear his beats I don't first. Know. If you want a Kanye West beat, I think it's through the wire. That was a. I, I think it's through the wire. If through the wire was from Jay, somebody could have made a better. Could. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody could have made a lyrically better through the wire. The True. reason that that song through the wire is fire because like he through the fire is one of the best slow jams. Ever, and of course, it's put together yes. in that song right. in a way, and that you can sell that song for the next five hundred yeah. years. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. but let me say this right. about the distribu distribution plan. Okay, though. now here's why I don't particularly take issue with it. All right, and this is some real shit. I was petty for not fucking with title. That was petty of me. Because I jumped into... <laughs> Dre, Dre, is, Dre is day one title guy. Like, literally, Dre was on board from Jump. I respect that. I kind of felt the way when I wasn't on board from Jump because I went to Made in America last year, as I do every year, and there was mad and people was that Made in America. Everywhere. Title everywhere. Yeah. I charged my phone at the title station. Charging Shout out station. to them. <laughs> um, and also... 
mad people went to Made in America for free off of having title okay. membership. Okay. In real life. Okay. These are real people giving it up. that went to make this concert that right. I paid, you know, whatever. A couple bucks yeah. on the street for. Right. You know what I'm saying? To get my ticket. Uh -huh. But whatever. Right. You know, people was online paying like three, four hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? Right. people got tickets for free. Okay. Let me tell you, I, this is my, my I respect title though. Like Do you I have want, title email? Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna say this. No. Go ahead. I, okay. A go ahead. I do not have title. Okay. I just want B, to say, I'm going to get title. title now. Get title. And I'm, and here we, so this is all you need to know about title. All right. All right. <clears throat> if like Microsoft's Zune was supposed to compete <laughs> with the iPod. Yep. If, was if, the if only way you could listen to Illmatic. Right. We like, all over it. If the miseducation of Lauren Hill. If it's the only way you could listen to miseducation of Lauren Hill. A whole lot of people would be buying Zooms just for that. Remember being like, this Zoom is. I gotta have that. I gotta have that. Remember like an iRiver joint? That shit. They had all kind of bullshit. Obviously, his strategy for this has worked because it's. Uh, title is number one in number the one in the, the app store, store in the world. Well, as it, it relates, went from the hundreds, as, it, as yes. it relates to me, I I want this album so bad. Yes, and I'm such. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'd like, like to put it on my iTunes. iTunes. I'm such a Joe, young fan. I'm, I'm actually going to me, take megabytes of storage. Out yes, you are. Let me download title. Let me let you understand how it happened for me on Sunday morning, just so that I can listen. I was like, where the fuck is the album? I'm on Twitter, like, yo, what the fuck? Wait, what the fuck? It. Everybody's on Twitter, like, yeah, I'm on Tidal. I got the album. This Were you looking at Apple Music? Can I just say, I, was, I look at Apple Music and the Spotify. We can, right there. Okay, we can be in a situation, though, just saying, uh -huh. a horrible situation, not blaming Kanye, who's uh -huh. a genius, uh -huh. and thanking him for his great new record. His contribution to. But music. that being said, what if we have a future, a dystopian future, where like, okay, I gotta listen to Tidal, listen to all my Kanye and this, right. and then I gotta listen to iTunes if I wanna listen to the Beatles. Uh, this is what I What happened to the internet yeah. where you could just download music and listen to music? That, that don't and exist explore music. That, you know that, 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 that not existed. You know, piggybacking on that, Eli, the difference here is that several months ago when Prince an artist I love. Uh huh. Right. I love Chris. Took all this decided, stuff off of Apple and went viral. Was going to make this same you kind thought of about it. move. No, no, I didn't think about it. You hated it. I, the point was that wasn't enough to drive me to make the subscription okay. or even the free trial for that matter. I agree. However, like the life of Pablo. Megabytes on my phone are about Listen, to be destroyed. Can I, I, give, put can I, I give everybody I a put in my credit card that I never in. use. <laughs> Look, I put in my credit card that I never use <laughs> as the you know subscription. I got a calendar reminder in 30 days to cancel this shit. But do but you feel you like a hurt? But guess what? No, I can't cancel in 30 days. You can? I can. I have a 30. No, I said you can't. I said, but you can't. I'm saying you can't. Cancel. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like I want to. Title. Is really good. What's the advantage? Let me say this: Title's video content is superior. Mm -hmm. I don't watch videos. Where, like you said, there's the disconnect. <laughs> you know that camera. We we we're a little yeah. bit more millennial than okay. you guys. Everything's visual. Do you watch videos, Eli? Nah. Like right. the fact that Title has everything. I'll see the big ones that like I'll see like yeah. the thing. The fact that Title has all the performances from Made in America. This summer, the one that I was at, okay, still right there on the app. You can look at the shit and see it right now. Not this wouldn't that, be a benefit. Exclusive, for me, exclusive what? artist interviews, yes. exclusive video content. Like that's, I, I respect that. You have to be like Kanye. Okay. You got to be Kanye level for me because I got to tell you, there's nothing okay. worse than the artist interview. 
Let's be honest. Nah. 99% of the artists in the universe, the most pretentious shit you've ever heard, is all like, unless well, you know, I'm going to agree with that. Unless they go on a podcast. Unless they go on a podcast. Unless they go on a podcast. No, unless they go on a podcast. Mainstream media interviews are trash. But podcasts and like noisy and bloggers and stuff like that, they're different. The only thing worse than interviews with artists are interviews with athletes. But all I'm saying is this, and this is my real point. I got to get this off before we get off this topic. Yeah. It's fucked up that I didn't fuck with Ty. I didn't mess with title. Let me stop with the profanity. Let me really get my point across. It's okay. messed up that I didn't rock with title because I feel like I'm societally programmed to not want to give a rich black man any more of my money. See, and I never and I never think twice about it when it comes to a rich person of any other culture when they're providing a service okay. that I may or may not be interested in. Now like, listen, as I, far as this episode is concerned, yeah. Okay, so here's a here's here's an interesting thing and I find this kind of like dichotomy a lot. I don't know if it's just a I didn't want to give Jay Z any more money. I don't know if it's a factor of age or what have you. Uh-huh. But I find myself not being so much a millennial. Right. right in all no, of these you're ways. Not. And as it relates to these kind of services and how you're gonna, Shit, we how are we gonna get, how we gonna get content? Because that's the whole thing with this life of Pablo thing. Yeah. How we gonna get content? Right? Yeah. For me, I don't know. I think once you're a certain age, the age of people who actually can usually afford to subscribe to subscription services, uh-huh. you only have room for. So much content, True. like my only room for content. So you feel like subscribers are are older people, and like freeloaders yeah. are younger people. Okay, so I ran into my daughter in Miami, right? Right. And she tells me I asked her if she was rocking with Apple Music, uh-huh. and she tells me I'm on my free trial. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, what else are you using? And she was like, well, I have my free title trial. I have my free Spotify trial. So how does she I have my free music? Apple Music trial. Right. She just gonna go from trial to trial to trial. Most young people. They're gonna take the free hand, yes. But how many young people are really gonna? Well, it's kind well, of like I tell the thing you what the election. Free, I tell how you what the free really hand is. Come out and vote. The free hand is SoundCloud. The free hand is SoundCloud. Okay. SoundCloud is ultra, uh, ultra free. Okay. You don't have to pay anything. They have all of this music. Is it like Spotify? No, it's mm-hmm. much more difficult to search. It's much okay. more. It's much more detailed to navigate. Mm-hmm. However, like all of it's a ton of stuff on there. All, all you have to do is look. Mm-hmm. But title. Apple Music, Spotify, they're curating content for you. Okay. They're providing it for you in a in a in a package, all right? I like my new tab. I don't like Spotify's package as much as I like Title's package, all right? Okay. I don't like Title's package as much as I like Apple Music's package. In terms of the Apple content Music, or in terms of the app? In terms of the visual appeal, the user accessibility okay. of it, I think Apple Music is number one. Title okay. is second. Okay. I won't even say a close second, but a second. Spotify, I find to be very basic and ugly and not okay. appealing to me. I find Apple like streaming. I don't like streaming. You don't like streaming. You like owning. As we say in this room with all the brands around. I like it. But I mean, we get it. I mean, we but get that. Unfortunately, and maybe it's not unfortunate, but that's the wave of the the new 
the new. Are you subscribing me like streaming music to anything? Is where okay. So let me share with you. I just subscribed. This is my first subscription service ever. To what? Apple Music. To Apple Music. You love it. And I was always someone. You know me, Kill. You. What was I saying preaching to you when I first? I own everything. I own everything. I got it all. I've got it. Playlist. I got playlists. I got. I've got folders. I got folders. But. Apple Music convinced me to give it a try, yep. and I'll tell you, you don't even touch I'm the so not a believer in the streaming model in terms of just music, incredible. delivery, whatever. Like but it. while I'm a total convert with my subscription to Apple Music, I don't think people are going to have multiple services. I do. Really? I do. Okay. I pay. I pay. Things. I pay for Apple Music and Spotify right As now. subscribe. You don't think they're all fighting for the same pool of subscribers? I do, but I they just are. think they provide different they things. Provide different okay. and, and here's the only reason I haven't canceled Spotify is because Spotify was my first streaming service, okay. and I'm invested as far as the playlists. <laughs> Most people say like that. I built I built playlists yeah. on Spotify that like I still want to be able to reach into because it's certain songs that I discovered on Spotify, yeah, Spotify. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. damn, okay. like. I, were, I put it work to find this song. Well, like, I'm going to get my free title trial, my free 30 days, just to get this J album right now. Maybe I'll end up keeping it. exactly right. All right. That's the ultimate goal, <laughs> and I promise I'm you. I'm going to do it. Yo, y'all get on that. Man, rock with Hove. Man, Hove did a lot for us, man. He did. He did. Hove did a lot for us, man. Is Jay Z part of this title too? Yes. Jay Z is the majority owner, I believe. I believe he is. So, so Hove did a lot for us, man. And I'm not even gonna sit here and act like you know I'm I'm ambivalent about supporting Jay Z like I you know was acting before. (laughs) Let me stop that, yo. I rock with Jay. Let's rock with title. Before we go on to the next half, because what we came here, what we came here for is politics. We a half hour and we doing our show. We this. How we do Black Broadway? Can I, First can half I, of the can show. I just, can I just say it? a very quick thing on the earlier point you said, Jerome? Mm-hmm. See, let's not go tangent though. Deep cut <laughs> from Prince. Yeah. As everybody says, See, that Prince, Prince tangent kind of is only here like you know, go. like the late seventies to like the end of the eighties. Okay. Here we go. But like mid nineties, yeah. In a three disc set, the fourth disc is a thing called the Truth. It's a three-disc thing. It's like the outtakes and shit like that when he's yeah, fighting with we, Warner Brothers. We, we did this. Prince catalog right now. <laughs> All right, you know what? Is this new power generation? No. It's, of the, it's post-new power this generation. Is, okay. And it's a, it's a whole, it's 12 songs. It's like it was acoustic. Crazy It's like really good guitar, <laughs> but like not like electric guitar, like a lot of acoustic shit. But it's the deepest Prince. Now I happen to own a four disc Prince set. Yo, yes, look, the one Crystal Ball. Y'all don't get. <laughs> don't get <laughs> on this fucking Prince. I'm not gonna let Eli take me down that hey, road because our love, our love of this is equal. What? Hey, look, I gotta keep Black Broadway on track. You gotta <laughs> right. try to take me off. Sorry, my you know what? You know what? Primary listening out there, Prince. All of it is pretty good. You know what I mean? Like start with Purple Rain, Sign of the Times. I don't think start with Sign of the Times. I don't think I don't think you have to worry about the Black Broadway audience not being hip to the greatness of Prince. But if you're not, get in tune. But well, look, there's nothing else. I'm I'm tell you, my 30 day trial is going to give me a chance Speaking to get back to Speaking of Prince, exactly. y'all, rest in peace to Denise Matthews. It's vanity, yeah, yo, R.I.P. Vanity. Thank you for reminding us, Drake, to give love to Vanity, yo. R.I.P. I believe she was 56. 56. Before we get off and get into the other side of the episode, I gotta really quickly 
touch on the Grammys. Grammys is trash in general. Trash. Always. Always. Trash. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shout out to K-Dot. Worse than usual. Worse than usual. Shout out to K-Dot. Shout out to K-Dot for getting five. Shout out to his performance. I boycotted the Grammys because they didn't, tell, they didn't give Taylor Swift enough awards. They didn't give her I'm enough. What? I mean, you know. <laughs> You just wanted to irk me so that I could really say this like I've been saying all afternoon. Let me go ahead and say this. I am saying this on Black Broadway Podcast. Fuck Taylor Swift. I'm so not a fan. Get her the entire fuck out of here. I don't want her to get her. All of her, all of her, all of her victim rolling, all of her non-dancing, non-singing, <laughs> mediocre songwriting, high production value bullshit. You know, I get won't, it out I of won't here. beleaguer it, but I just want to say. I'm going to give it all. I, I just want to say that. It's trash. I, okay, so I tried at the beginning. I tried at the beginning. The, the show came on, uh-huh. and I'm typically a award show guy. I am too. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I tried to give it, but the, the Taylor Swift trash. opening. It the Taylor Swift opening, opening was trash. And then all of a sudden, LL came out with like a hat on, oh my like God. a brooch, and then, and then he had like diamonds on. And, he, and then your man, that was a mess. Uh, and then when Colbert, they did the, that Lionel Richie tribute uh, was horrific. Anyways, enough. Of that. Enough of that. Enough of that. Right. Enough of that. Yeah. Right. That was. Uh, okay. Uh, that, that was the only thing I liked. That was. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I like Kendrick. I like the Kendrick. The please, the bottom on Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie is a genius. Lionel Richie is the bad. No, but the tribute stuff. When Luke Bryan was singing, I was like, Demi Lovato, she did die. Demi Lovato can sing. I want her to get in time. I want her to get the fuck out of here too. I want you, Joe, but she can't. I'm not gonna fake like she can't sing. She did her best. She's in, in that Christina Aguilera realm for me. Like, Don't get her out of here, but she like can that. say, Hey, look, we're not going to have this argument anyway. again, Gerald. <laughs> Before we go, though, yo, Black History Month moment. Black History Month moment. Last night, PBS aired a sensational documentary. Yes. Black Panthers, so Vanguard of the Revolution, yo. That was really great. I, if you didn't watch it, really I highly watch suggest that, that you go back you really to PBS.com. You could buy can it. Something. You could download it. Yo, it was incredible, Amazing. man. And it was really important for a lot of people to see, especially in this, you know, let's go ahead and say we're in a post-formation world right now. You know what I'm saying? Everybody <laughs> want to talk about this. We're in a post-formation <laughs> Uh, I like that. Everybody like wants to talk about the Black Panthers and their historic relevance, and everybody wants to have hot takes on the Panthers, but very few people really thoroughly understand, understand. what the Black Panthers were about. It was very complex. It, it was wasn't as simple. Yeah. It wasn't as cut and dry as a lot of people try to make, make it. it like, like there's people on the on the right that try to make it seem like these guys were cop haters and this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. And there's people that are on the left that try to like deify these guys and make mm-hmm. them into like these saints. No, it wasn't like that. It, yeah. was, it was definitely existed in some type of gray area of social progress that started in the late 60s and spanned to the late 70s, maybe early 80s. And even to yeah. today. Even, lot, even to of, today. Uh, I think when Listen, I took, when I'm I took, a son of the Panthers, yo. Yes. All of this whole entire thing, our whole entire usage of our platforms of expression is is inspired by the Black Panther Party who taught yeah. us that it was dope to be black. Yep. What I took from it was the awesome to be lens, black from the independent lens piece yes. last night was just how many uh, ramifications today there are on what the Panthers brought about. And mm-hmm. stood for and the what it was about. Of, even just the aspect of 
This is where the first gun laws in America mm-hmm. came from. Yep. Thank you. This is where legislators first started talking about, hey, we just can't have people walking around with Look guns, etc. And, and when you, and when you exactly. watch the piece and you see legislators... And these are the same legislators you, who today legislators would be today. like, right. hey, this is an open carry right. state, buddy. We ought to be able to bring our this, guns this, anywhere. Take exactly. our guns. Right. They're not going to take our guns. So listen, Preach. the Black Panther Party was really the catalyst for a lot of political action in America. COINTELPRO was established to neutralize and marginalize the Black Panther Party and other Hoover. Black nationalist hate groups. That's the language. That's the language in Right, they on the list exactly. Hate groups, nationalist hate groups, etc. But if I may like the real the kind of establishment critique of the Panthers was that they were against what the integrationist vision of MLK. Right, right. And that they were for separatism. They were right. for black. But separatism. in the documentary, they talk about how the Panthers were really like spurned by the assassination of oh, MLK. Yeah, MLK. Like yeah. before the assassination of Martin Luther King, the hold of the Black Panther Party was not as strong as the hold of like SNCC or mm-hmm. uh, the NAACP. Yeah. After the riots, after African Americans really just had, had it up to here, this is the man who marched through hell to quote Panthers. He marched through hell to be with y'all and they killed him? Mm-hmm. Imagine what they do to me when I want to come out here with my pistol mm-hmm. and my all black leather and my beret. You know, this was part you know of the, this was part of the legacy after King's assassination. In that, <coughs> and, and even today, sometimes people uh-huh. can wonder. Uh, even as we try to decide this political season that we're in right now, that we got to transition what, into right now. What what do the question still remains? What path? Are black people gonna choose? Exactly. Are they gonna choose the slow, steady path? Right. The incremental path, which are black be Hillary, people, so to speak. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or are people going are to we choose? Revo- are we throwing our weight the behind revolutionary a revolutionary path? A revolutionary, so to speak. What have been the lessons of choosing those choices before? Right. Exactly. Has those ha- have those revolutionary ideas actually? Yo. Translated into eloquently factual achievements. Yo, I'm so glad to have you and my main man Eli Lake in the building right now. I told you. Listen, we about to play. We about to play. Shout out to yo. Shout out to on our previous episode. Remember, Eli? Right, right, the rock and rock. We talked about we talked about this liquor that you get. From the farmer's market Because that's what you do in gentrified D.C. That's that organic You cop shit. your organic <laughs> Straight rye whiskey From the farmer's market True And this is called Slow and Low Union made with straight rye whiskey mm-hmm. This is beautiful, y'all This is what we rocking with On Black Broadway Podcast Listen, we gonna play some Yeezy <laughs> And we gonna come right back And we gonna talk about primary season Because we got a lot to get into We got a lot to cover, y'all Stay tuned. South Carolina primaries this Friday. Pay attention. Obviously, we're not South Carolinians. Saturdays. Yes. Obviously, we don't exist. We don't function. We don't broadcast out of the state of South Carolina. But we're all tuned in just like any politically aware Americans should be to watch what's going to happen here. This is a good indicator. This is a really good indicator, actually. Better than Iowa and New Hampshire. A historical Um, indicator. A historical indicator. We're going to talk about all of the significance of this appearance coming up this 
it's a current shit, I say. Coming up on the flip side, Black Broadway Podcast, episode what? 46. We out. We're on Hollywood. Right back. This model, and she just bleached her asshole. And I get bleach on my t shirt. I'ma feel like an asshole. I was high when I met her. We was down to try Becca. She get under your skin if you let her. She get under your skin if you. I don't even wanna talk about it. I don't even wanna talk about it. I don't even wanna say nothing. Everybody gon' say something. I'll be worried if they say nothing. Remind me where I know you from. She looking like she owe you something. You know just what we want. I wanna wake up with you in my Same problem my father had all this time, all he had, all he had, and what he dreamed, all this cash, market crash, heard him bad. People get divorced for that, drop some stack, pops is good, mama passed in Hollywood. If you ask, lost my soul, driving fast, lost control, off the road, jaw was broke. Remember, we always broke. Remember, I'm coming back, I'm taking all steady. Oh, I got bronze in the London. <laughs> Credit cards and scams. Legacies, Going on like a time right now. Here's basically what we're going to do. We're going to give all of those takes up right now and more. This is the primary colors episode of Black Broadway Podcast, episode 40, what, 6? 46. Yeah, we rolling, man. Listen, man. Dre Black here with me. Eli Lake, columnist with Bloomberg View. Gerald Dixon, king of hot takes, co-working with mine at Wise Out Barbershop. Run Adams Morgan. And we're here to talk about the South Carolina primary that's coming up. Right now, like literally, what are they voting on? Saturday, Saturday, right? Yeah. All right, today yeah. we, we record the podcast on Wednesday, so right now it's a matter of days until this election, which is actually important. Now, really want to it's pivotal, and I want to ask you guys. I guess that's really where we can start. I want to start with Eli. Yeah. Eli, tell us why the South Carolina primary is so important. Well, this podcast idea came out of a conversation that we had at we the had shop. at the shop. Yes. Yeah, real. Eli's a longtime client. As so many do. As so many do. <laughs> so many episodes, man. We need to take it back to the original conversation. And I, and I really wanted. I think Gerald really is where it started off because your 
breakdown as to why you thought you were supporting Hillary, I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. My my take, and and I'm I'm much like you. I'm still open to however this thing unfolds. Uh, my questions so far, having not made a decision. Well, like, did you just duck my question though? <laughs> no, 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 no. We on the same yeah, question yeah, okay. in the sense of what makes this so. What important? makes this important? Like that's I want y'all to explain it to what our makes, audience here. What makes the South Carolina like, primary important right. in general it's is because people understand it's often why they seen as the primary that comes after the first two primaries, which are not necessarily indicative of the country at large. Right. Mm-hmm. You have Iowa, you have New Hampshire. Like, who uh, lives in Iowa? Who lives in who Iowa? Lives who in lives New in New Hampshire? Hampshire? There's probably more people live in the District of Columbia than live in New, all of New Hampshire. I don't know. Okay. But these are very small states. These are predominantly white uh-huh. states. Uh, the question that South Carolina tends to answer in primary season is, how do candidates play on a field that's more representative uh, of, 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 a, of a diverse background. Mm-hmm. And South Carolina is typically the first state that African Americans, by and large, have a, a chance a to vote in. Voice in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, that's as it relates to this yeah. election, it's even more important right now because of what Eli was explaining. Okay. That the question we have at hand is... Can Bernie Sanders play as well on this diverse field as he has in these two early fields? Okay, that's a, and that's a significant that's question a on the um, on the Democratic side, and I think that that's something that we're definitely going to get into. I guess because I have Eli here, and I know you're not a representative of any particular large swath of society or opinions by, or opinions by any means, but because you have maybe a little bit more familiarity with the GOP. Mm-hmm. And the GOP has a large amount of, you know, contenders here. We got... I just want to say, let's not underestimate... You know, we got six guys. My familiarity with the GOP. Oh, my God. You know, Gerald's thing... I'm Mr. GOP. Gerald's the guy who's literally <laughs> listening to Hannity right. and Limbaugh every day. Love it. Not because he agrees with them, but just to see what these... I do that too. I listen, I listen to Democracy to. Now. Yes. yes. See, we have you to go. In, we I have, have to take to, in information. I, on I all happen shots. to be a fan of Democracy Now because I agree with their stance on things. Mm-hmm. But however, I, I like the independent research that you guys are doing. Absolutely. So my it, favorite back in the day podcast though was Smiley and West. Or radio show or podcast? What was Smiley, Smiley and West? Was Tavis Smiley? Tavis Smiley. Okay. 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 Oh my God. Okay. That was. Okay, I might have to go back and look up some research uh, and research some episodes of that. However, my question to you, Eli, is this though: Yeah, who's favored to win? Who's going to win this GOP? Who's going to win this highly, hotly contested race between six GOP candidates and Republicans? For those who don't know, candidates and well, I can't, I, 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 I can't prognosticate if if Trump continues to just give perform according to the polls. Okay, then you know he's. He, okay. He's established now. The logic is that a lot of people will drop out, and there will be a you know people will coalesce because Trump also is. Do very, you think this is a, a turning point for a lot of campaigns? So far, it's been wishful thinking, but if it would they require mm-hmm. Jeb to follow Chris Christie mm. and okay. Kasich to follow Chris Christie, mm. okay. and or or Rubio, you know. Um, 
So, can who's going to win this GOP primary? It plays in different parts because the same way we're asking questions about whether or not African American voters are going to vote for Hillary, Hillary or Bernie, or Bernie right. right? South Carolina is pivotal. On the GOP side, because now we got an ultra conservative base. This is a cut. This is a cut. This is a cut. If if anybody in our audience watch Hard Knocks, this is like this is like Hard Knocks. This is cut. Exactly. The Turk is going to come take some play. The reason why South Carolina is pivotal is because you can't make a case for continuing on if you lose it. Right. If you lose it big. Bad. Right. And what's a what's a poor performance in South Carolina in this particular primary? Right now we got six people in the field. Right. It's probably only gonna be three tickets punched out of South Carolina. Right? Mm-hmm. So you gotta be top three. Right. A poor performance is four below. Okay. Okay. So, so the, the we, bottom right three, now, right bottom now the three top are eliminated. Three, bottom three are probably gonna be eliminated. Okay. Right now the bottom three are looking like it's gonna be Kasich. Okay. Bush. Uh-huh. And Carson. And Carson. Here's the current poll numbers. Trump okay. is polling at 35%. Okay. Uh, Cruz is at 18 and Rubio is at 18. Kasich is behind them with 10 and Bush and Carson are locked at the bottom at 7%. If apiece. those polls hold true and that's the way the electorate comes in, uh-huh. then... Bush and Carson got to go, huh? Certainly Kasich and Carson. Mm. Bush is a Bush little still bit got of a, a different name. story. Because he's, he's got, got a name. name. He's got money. He's going to have hundreds of millions of dollars put behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. There are people who are being asked to donate to the campaign, even in the face of its sagging numbers. What's wrong with this guy tweeting a picture of his Glock last week, man? You know, <laughs> I mean this week. This is South Carolina. So you want to show off your Glock in South Carolina? You gotta understand. You gotta understand the electorate. Shout to the real tribes in South Carolina. This is politics. This is politics. We got a Supreme Court justice opening right now. The Second Amendment, as an issue, is going to be more in the forefront of the news. Right. And so you gotta put yourself out there if you want the Republican base in South Carolina to turn out for you, Right. you've got to show that Second Amendment is the first thing on your mind. It's the, it's the first thing on your agenda. That's the number one thing Either the Second Amendment or the Bible or wow. conservative values. Wow. That's what you've got to do if you want to win the GOP nomination. Okay. So you think that that, I mean do you think that that strategically paid off for him? I don't know if the George W. appearance is paying off for him. Uh-huh. I don't know if the gun message is paying off for him. Mm-hmm. I think the problem for Jeb is that South Carolina voters and voters in other states might not necessarily believe him no matter what he says. So how how important, I mean, or not, pardon me, not really how important, how is the person who's favored to win... Do you think? How do you think that's going to impact the tone of the race? How if do you Trump like- is favored to win South Carolina right now, 
And I think how that impacts the race was on full display last Saturday at the debates. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's taking a different turn. He's yeah. taking this in a different turn. He's taking the anti-establishment message Word. to the nth degree. Yeah, he's going at W exactly. Like, like you lie. He's this that. He's going third. at W. Okay, so but so, if he wins the nomination, then he's going to have to back away from all of that rhetoric. I feel like he's going to have no, to not be about no, that. No, because They're Trump is unified. Trump is different. Trump yeah. is not taking the money. Trump yeah. is delivering on a message of yeah. I'm not these guys. Mm -hmm. All right. These guys are politicians. These guys are liars. See, that's why I wanted you on the show too, Jay. Because yes. you know you're going to break down that real yeah. and let them know what the Wall Street, pardon me, not what the Wall Street, but the, what the far right is really thinking. You're in tune with that. You Absolutely. This guy listens to Hannity. Absolutely. Like in real life. I like all the voices. This is the little ball in real life. I like all the, the voices callers. from all the sides. Like, I feel a little bit similar to that when I listen. Like, I, I'm on Twitter a lot. Mm -hmm. And I see, like, so much racist tweets. Yeah. Right. I mean, from such a sincere place. Right. From real people. Yeah. Right. I have, like, people retweeting them. Like, hell yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm there are like, millions of views out here. That it shit really millions. exists. It's and it's not just about racism, so don't let no. me get it twisted. It's about all kinds of just misinformed yes. political opinions. That's what it is. And it's just so tragic to see. Yes. So because we function in this world where we got so much information mm -hmm. that people are actually tragically uninformed, mm -hmm. like, how do you feel like these primary results actually shape public opinion? How much do they really impact who people are going to vote for? Well, I think it goes back across to, the country. I think it goes back one to the first part of your question. Uh -huh. I think it goes back to how public opinion is shaped. Right. Huh. And all of this, like you said, we've got all this information. There's right. so many misinformed people. Yeah. And it's because a lot of news. You were saying you might enjoy democracy now. Uh huh. Uh, because it appeals to My what your viewpoints might be. Yes. People tend to find news mm -hmm. that suits their sensibility. I tend to listen to as many different sources as I can, whether they match my appeal that or is not. That's such a great point. Yeah. Uh, I think and I all think of our all listeners, I'm going to strive to, to do, do that, that more. Um, I think all of our listeners should definitely people's, really strive to people's do People's public opinion is shaped by that. And so mm -hmm. there are a lot of, there's a lot of information out there mm -hmm. that's purposely designed to give people a certain opinion mm -hmm. that's going to shape this electorate when you see people coming out making the case that when you see Donald Trump coming out making the case that the war was wrong and that George W is a you know a, a liar or right. what have you and Jeb's a liar and what have you that's going to shape this election okay these are real issues, That's and they're going to shape the people's. They're going to shape gotta, people's you gotta, lives. You got to remember, he won thirty-five percent of the vote in New Hampshire. That yes, means like. 65% of the Republicans. He's projected to yes. win 35 in South Carolina. Saying, at the that's, current moment. If that's why, if they can settle on another candidate, you know, it's going to be tough. But if there's, if the field is narrowed, then I think that that's the only way you can settle. My him. question for them is, and, and I think he's fairly dangerous. What's the, the who's okay. the alternative candidate? Is it Cruz? I mean, this is a disruption year, which is why I want to get to the Democratic side. But mm -hmm. So my view is that usually in the Republican Party, they go with the person whose turn it is. Mm -hmm. That would have been Jeb. Mm -hmm. um, 
But this is a year where people are fed up with the establishment, and they want change. It's the right wanting change as opposed to the left, but they want change. So Ted Cruz in that context is exactly the guy who they would like. And then along comes Trump, who steals a lot of that thunder. How much so it the, should be Ted Cruz's year, but then how much the establishment is so freaked out by Trump that they're going to get behind Rubio. Is Ted Cruz's nationality a real issue? No. No? Nope, that's some fraudulence. Eli says no. Hmm. Joe? I'm no constitutional lawyer, but I, I, I know that there is There's some court, ambiguity, there, some ambiguity amongst the, 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 the founding father's words here. That. Yeah, I'm just saying. Eli, this is really, this, it may or may not be more of an issue. Well, no, it, it's definitely more of an issue than Obama's. Uh, well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause a lot of a lot of Ted Cruz's, you know, living abroad is very self-admitted and like, you know, he's he's cop to it. Well, to a certain let's extent. not just stop with Ted Cruz. Marco Rubio? Well, I mean, they're all suspect. Really? They're all suspect. Get out Interesting. of here. Interesting. Here's the thing. And as it relates to what Eli was saying about getting to the Democratic side, uh-huh. The difference is that right now on the Democratic side and going forward, we only That's have, we're going to we only have, we only have two, we only have two, we only have two options there. Right now. We've got two options there that are really kind of like yeah, the green it's and the yellow a in a Mike and Ike yeah. box. Like we right? got six guys over here. They're the same piece of candy. One's just lime, one's just lemon. No doubt, right? But Ooh, like, that, no real difference between Bernie and Hillary. They're definitely shades of gray, but I'll say that they're far apart on the spectrum. There are some people who you are out here saying? right now entertaining the idea that whoever wins the nomination might make the other their vice presidential pick. That's, right? I because there's that only there's, I don't think that there's right. any possibility of that. But I think Martin O'Malley's the Democratic vice president, whoever's taking Just no, the fact that know. people are floating that, though, and willing to entertain that idea as a package... And that's not uncommon. This was this was floated back in 2008 when Obama ran, yeah. whether or not Obama would nominate Hillary to be his vice right, president. Right. Of course, she went on to be Secretary of State instead. On the GOP side, though, we have six different personalities. Yeah, six guys who don't rock All of other. whom yeah. are exhibiting an animus towards one another that we've never seen uh-huh. on the presidential stage. Uh-huh. We've never seen in this country. Do you feel been, like Donald Trump set that tone? Is Donald Trump responsible for setting that tone, or was that no. the general tone of the party this year? I don't think it's the general tone of the party. I think it's the general tone of the country right now. Yeah? Yeah. That's real. That's the narrative. Well, there's a definite... I think that, first of all, people have lost a lot of faith in major institutions, mm-hmm. okay. from the military to the media. Um, I mean, all of these... Uh, there's scandal. It's like we're living in kind of an era of scandals. Scandal, scandal, scandal. You know, sports figures. Payne Manning. Absolutely. Um, so, people are kind of fed up, and I think they're both going with just anti-establishment. Sanders represents that. Uh-huh. Hillary is this kind of establishment. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I mean, I think it's no secret, 2015 was a year of 
in the black community where there were a lot of new voices, a lot of radical voices in a lot of ways coming out because of the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm not talking True. about... I'm just saying that that was a new I agree. thing. I agree. That kind of like there lit some, a there fire. There are some new voices. It's a new discussion. There, the culture changed. We were just watching a Beyonce video. We just watched this. Answer. I'm just saying that we're in a different world right now. We are. There's, I don't think we are. No, I think that... You know what I think? I think we're in an age right now where unapologetic, non-respectability politics playing blackness is back, yo. We rocking. Like, kind of just like how the Panthers used to rock. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't want to be, they didn't want to be accepted by white society. They kind of wanted to be like, look at us. But this See, is I us. Think, I think, I think these that are the we want to be like this now. I Our generation wants to be like that too. That, that we kind of look at as, as black folks. As, well, as black folks, as younger folks, yes. as, as, as whatever our leanings are, whether it's True. liberal or conservative, I think. That we're not in a new place. We're in exactly the same I, place we are. I'm inclined every to agree with four that. Years. The overreaching, we are in a presidential the election cycle. Year. You're and right. Is the, the same. Here's the thing: as it, as and the, the people that are being pandered to, and the sensibilities that are being appealed we're in the to, same place are generally are. the same. It's just like the approach gets more extreme sometimes. The coverage like, gets more extreme. Yes. The yes. characters make the characters become more vibrant. People become bigger. Now, so okay, so that's the GOP. Like, like during the whole Freddie Gray stuff we were talking about in this talk, mm -hmm. I remember having conversations with both both you guys, and mm -hmm. you were like, "Hey man, it's time to burn the system down." Mm -hmm. Yeah, at this I hope they burn. You know, I mean, it was like obviously it wasn't literally, but you were. Yeah, people were angry, mm -hmm. right? And I remember this, and so the question is, coming up now, mm -hmm. you know, it's a big moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bernie Sanders is the burn it down candidate. No, the fuck he's not. He's the outsider. No, he's, he's the one not. who brings up the big speeches at Goldman Sachs. Mm -hmm. He's the one talking about big money in politics. He comes from nowhere. No, he doesn't not. have her powerful friends. And that's I'm not why he's the not the burn the system. I'm not guy. making the say. I'm not making the case for Bernie Sanders. Right. Lord knows. But this that's why his, I wouldn't. This is his narrative. Yeah, let's. His let's whole thing is he's a guy who. Nope. I mean, it's not a. This is who he, how he plays it. How he positions Hillary's himself. play is experience. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I can handle myself in a crisis. Uh -huh. 3 a.m. phone call, yeah. no problem. I'm out here. I'm Secretary I'm of State, diplomat. Senator. I know my husband was president. Everywhere. We'll take you back. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a two different yeah. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Now, I think there's, I don't know this. Okay, there have been some public black intellectuals mm -hmm. we know like Cornell West is a classic mm -hmm. example Tana Heasy Coates yes. my guys mm -hmm. they've come out for, for Bernie uh, though they, uh -huh. there hasn't been a big thing about I it I disagree a with them black Georgia state senator who represents Fulton County just recently switched his endorsement in the last 48 hours or so Fulton County from, senator from Hillary He's a big boy to Bernie. It's like the capital of right. so America. Fulton County is like no key to the capital of black America. Politicians right. like John <laughs> Lewis yeah, have come out for Hillary. So you yes. have black intellectuals for Bernie, black, black politicians for Hillary. Well, not even just politicians, but veterans. And right. that's yeah. what, yeah. listen, there's a, black there's a very, uh, look, there's a very real generational dis divide between the people who support Hillary and the people who support Bernie. Yeah, and this is what I would feel like, because I, I think I'm, I'm kind of young enough to articulate it from both sides, mm -hmm. alright? When you reach my age, I'm 34, mm -hmm. when you reach my age, you're old enough to know that experience counts 
for something. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. not for nothing that people get stuff done. Exactly. The people that get stuff done have been there, done that. Right. They know how to work the system. That's why they get mm -hmm. stuff done. Now, when you're younger, on the younger end of the spectrum, you feel like yeah, there's really somebody yeah. Yeah, who can come yeah. and just fuck everything yeah. up and, yeah. and like turn it's it over. Whole, yeah. We're gonna turn it over. We're not doing things okay. like that anymore. Okay, so and those are the people who rock with Bernie. I'm on the other end of the that. spectrum where I'm not gonna say I rock with Hillary, mm -hmm. but what I am gonna say is that I totally respect that perspective. Mm -hmm. I respect the fact that Hillary been in and around the White House since 1992. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's 2016. Mm-hmm. She facts. Facts. Yeah. She been in and, and around could, the White House. And you can go down a whole long laundry list of facts for her. And, and what you said does define the generational divide. Right. But for me, it also defines the divide between progressivism and conservatism. Okay. In that I find, personally, Uh-huh the conservative viewpoint sometimes to be like you find in young people. Yeah. Like this this, this fake idealism this, this like I, this utopianism. This, this make America great itism. It operates Yeah, make America great againism. It <laughs> operates on the assumption that everything's cool. That everything's gonna that be everything's cool. everything's like even. Yeah, right? it'll be let me ask a deep cut question. When you hear make America great again with these Donald Trump rallies does that sound like make America white again? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. That's what it is. That's what it means. Because who the fuck was America great for in 1950? You know what? You could ask us that question. I could put question. my grandma on the phone right now. Yeah. She'll let you know what was You cracking. could ask us that question and we would have that instant reaction to it. But the irony is that if you were to go to one of his rallies in South Carolina and ask his all-white crowd that same question, they would say, yes! You know what I'm saying? Because that's what they hear. And that's what they hear and that's what they, they react to that. Pause, pause. This is the year the Republicans, all right, voted for a Latino, a very white Latino in Ted Cruz in Iowa. Listen, Dave Dorsey came in number four. No, the, the only Latino over there is Rubio. It cracked me up when Rubio said The Latino over there is Rubio. When Rubio said the other night, he said, he don't speak Spanish. Why? He don't speak Spanish? Rubio don't speak Spanish? No, Rubio... Said Cruz, Cruz don't speak Spanish. Cruz, Cruz is a white guy. <laughs> Ted Cruz, Cruz, Theodore Cruz, his whole haircut, Listen. his suit game, he's well, a white man. Getting back to that he's though, he's a Cuban American. You asked about he's a Cuban Canadian American. Well, you asked about you asked about Cruz <laughs> earlier. So they say. And here's the here's the thing. When I say about all of their backgrounds and the difference between conservatism and progressivism, uh -huh. Rubio has this whole narrative, and, and it really gets to what you were saying. I think that what you were saying, Eli, about you know how this race is shaped up, I think all that is just the narrative. I don't think we're in a different place than we've ever been before because ultimately this is a presidential election and when we get down to it, this is going to be a decision about policy. At some point, Rubio's going to have to explain how he's going to cut $2.2 trillion in taxes <laughs> in revenue to the federal government. The and he's going to increase, <laughs> at the same time, uh, he's going to build the biggest military we've ever seen before, and that's going to cost another $4 trillion. Yo, he's going to have to explain how he's going to manage that. Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz is going that. to actually have to 
explain at some point when we get down to who the nominees of the parties are. Now you know what they're going to have to explain though. how he's going to actually eliminate the Internal Revenue Service. True. He's going to eliminate the Department of Education. True. He's going to eliminate all corporate taxes in America. Mm -hmm. He's going to eliminate all capital gains taxes in America, and he's going to transfer us to an internal revenue system that you can actually fill out your tax on. Well, see, if that's what his stump speech well, is, listen, he's going to have to explain well, listen, to us even, how that is. And even get to flip to vote that for. on the Democratic side, how the fuck is Bernie Sanders going to change the entire uh, financial system of the United States of America? Overnight. Overnight. Listen, Mr. Sanders. Or within four years. Within four years. That's this is the whole entire kind of, I guess, the crux of the the discussion mm -hmm. that we're having right mm -hmm. here is that this election and this this whole election cycle, just mm -hmm. this primary, I think, like we said, we've discussed the importance of it and as far as being a true bellwether, mm -hmm. like a little bit more indicative Absolutely. of how the country really is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But in real life, we want to say that, like, is this, is this election going to be about rhetoric and who can make the best it sounds really great promises or is it going to be about who can actually get a few of the things I want to get done done it's always about the rhetoric <sighs> that's sad from the get go man Eli no but it is it's this like, is a guy who's been covering elections well, I'm just saying, it's, for it's, several it's, years it's an old it's saying it's certainly not me but they say you campaign in poetry and you govern in prose huh? anytime it that's happens deep. to all the presidents okay that's deep. That I, absolutely, they, Obama. Including Obama. Listen, I was a young 26-year-old dude hmm. out here in the streets voting for Barack Obama. was excited well, about, it. you know, a the lot change. of things. Yeah. Change. I was excited about a lot of things, even though my pop man, always told me, man, that dude is a suit. Alright? Mm -hmm. He's the ultimate mm -hmm. suit. So don't get it twisted. He's going to be in there, but he's a suit. I love you. All pop. right? My, man, my pop told me that was a jump street. He's very good. Whatever you want to say about Obama. Obama is the Jordan of politics. He's an important president. He's he the Jordan a lot, of He's changed thing. a lot of things. He's and not even a lot. He's but he kept a lot of things the same. He couldn't. And he's had to compromise, and he hasn't been perfect. He has Listen, made a huge difference. The military-industrial complex was not going to let Barack Obama get off without doing their bidding. All right? These guys have... Well, I'll tell you where I differ on that, where I would differ on that, and where I think the, the real genius of Barack Obama has been, and I really find him to be a, a genius, is if you look at the sequester, uh -huh. mm -hmm. the sequester has been the largest reduction in military spending in I don't know how long, mm -hmm. right? And he managed to manage a situation where his opponents had the upper hand. Right. He managed to he, manage he managed that situation to, yeah, to win. into them yeah. overplaying their hand and agreeing to something that was ultimately like what said, a lot of what he, he would have he's wanted. He's the Jordan of politics. He's really, really good at this game. He's been a very really, consequential president. He's, he's Jordan of politics. Is he, he's, they both played in the 90s. I mean, and by the way, I mean, the like, as, a, as a pure political athlete, just Clinton. He's the best. I don't think at the end of the I day, disagree. any of this uh, I think, that we're talking about is what it's going to be about. I think what ultimately it it's going to be about. You think it's going to be about policy? Always going to be about. says it's going to be about rhetoric. If it was going to be about rhetoric, the rhetoric in 2012 
2010, 2008, hey, the rhetoric 2008, 2008, 2008 I, I was out here on rhetoric. I don't think that was right. I think what's going to happen is the same thing that happened in 2008, ultimately. I'm I think super apathetic women, women will ultimately get a real sense Agreed. that there will because be a woman president. Because that is the most powerful and piece of We're talking a lot about what the African-American right vote is going to what? do. What we need well, to be talking about is what the, the white vote is going to do. I can't believe you're going to make me the Marxist. No, no, you're gonna be a Marxist. Listen, if you want to stop in your Marxist box, first of all, first of all, it is significant, and I think if the first woman president would be a great thing for our country. It's culturally significant. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming at that from a. But what I'm saying is that Bernie Sanders is somebody who has at least we have to we we are looking into his background. I don't want to get into that for this, but if you just look at what he's constantly saying, it's a clear radical idea. Get big money out of politics. <laughs> Hillary Clinton has a seven-point plan for seven million different things, and she's the most qualified. Is that really but I'm what saying, you if you're talking about affecting change, about? you need to have a very short agenda, a clear, simple thing that you want to change. That is the definition of radical change. You know, okay. when I talk about End Marco slavery. Rubio having to explain right. okay. how he's going to build the biggest military and cut the most taxes and still have everything be a okay. Uh huh. At the same time. I need Bernie Sanders to explain to me mm-hmm. how it is that if economists look at his if economists look at his plan uh-huh. and say that it would require a 40% increase in taxes exactly. across the board now but guess the what? GOP in me says ho 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 so now, but Bernie. guess what? Bernie Sanders knows that too because Bernie Sanders is a ranking member of the budget committee in the Senate. But we're sitting here talking about policy now. And that's my point is that as we get closer and closer to who really has the potential to, to change be the president, policy. to be the president of the United States, the question is and will remain who has realistic policies okay. that are going to benefit me. Now, now listen, I know neither one of you guys' politics is perhaps as radical as mine. But this is a real question, and I want you to give me a, like, a real, okay. you know, educated answer. Is the President of the United States the most powerful person in the free world? Like, is the President of the United States really the person, the, is the guy who we're going to elect in November really the guy Who's calling the shots? Really? Like, really? You know, I want just us to, as intelligent men. You want to go first, Elon? Well, you asked, those are two different questions. Most powerful man in the free world versus. Is he, is he really. Is he's, he. Yeah, the, he's definitely really calling the shots. He's he's really calling the shots. Well, I mean, I, I can say with. And I'm not trying to sort of say it's my professional job. I'm saying across I the board. The yes, our, our across the board branch, the United States and the White House is designed in such See, a way. See now, that's a right. diff, that's a that's a distinction. No, no, no. But the what, executive let me branch let me, is different from let the me, president. Let me finish my sentence. All right. It's designed in a way yes. to implement the will of the man that we elect as president. That is true. Okay. Um, if you if you mean to say, are there limits to what a president can accomplish? Absolutely, there are. They're built into the Constitution. It's very hard to have radical change in, in America. It's just, right. It really is. Right. Um, and that's why, by the way, we haven't had been swept in the 20th century with the kind of revolution that swept Europe. Right. Um, uh-huh. There's a huge difference between us. Right. So there's the, a definite But that said, the president really is in charge. And Obama, uh-huh. even though 
it, as I've written, he continued a lot of the war on terror that was started under George W. Bush. A lot of the list, there are very significant ways that he has changed things. Uh-huh. He's he opened a relationship with Iran. He, in a lot of ways, changed the relationship with Israel. Yeah. He started. He came up with a health care plan that Hillary and the Clintons couldn't accomplish, mm-hmm. and there was a huge, major change in how. I mean, depending on how you look at it, but at a brand new entitlement. And a whole I agree. In a, in a, I look at his accomplishments world. more than I look at his um, his deficits. And he allowed for gays to be in the military. I mean, uh, he's a lot I think of things he's, he's accomplished. Historic. He's yeah. about to appoint another Supreme Court justice. Absolutely. Do you believe that the Republican Party is going to be able to hold Obama off for 300 days? Yes. Wow. That's really that hurt. That's just that I love that take, Eli. Yeah. I love that. We got no, 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 Eli, as of right now, we have 300 days. The odds are on Eli. I take I'm not even going to lie. He does have the fucking odds. He does have the odds. That's how it works. I mean, the Senate has to advise and consent. You realize that the longest amount of days is 172. Is that the longest? That's the longest. Well, but but there are also examples of uh, nominees being rejected Blocked. and the Absolutely. process taking over. You Absolutely. That. Absolutely. So, do you believe that vindictively the Republican Party will block whoever the whoever Barack Obama decides to nominate to the Supreme Court within the next? I'm going to answer your question. The answer is yes, minutes. and I'm basing that on what <laughs> the Republican <laughs> leaders. Say, yes. and said in hours, hours of spicy death. They just don't like him having this. Well, po- no one man should have all that power. When the Senate Majority Leader says the no president should have shouldn't all that even power. send us anyone, right? That is hey, a clear message. Entire that's real talk. He needs to fall all the way back. <laughs> okay. But, all right, all right, Mr. McConnell. All right, Senator McConnell. Okay. We hear you, but go ahead, John. I would like to hear okay. your take on this. I, both of Thank those. you, Eli, for that, though, I, man. That's, I, I, I want to follow Eli again and, and cover those. Number one, uh, your first question about does the president really run things and so on. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, he is the most powerful. Am I young and cynical? Man in the free world. Well, you know, youth breeds cynicism, but that's another thing. <laughs> that's a whole uh, other conversation, right? It should. You know? Hey, absolutely. Um, uh, but absolutely, uh, the president runs things. Runs in your mind. There is, I mean, there I'm is, there is in your no, opinion. The president yeah. of the United States can bring to bear at his or her command. Uh, Probably the largest army and maybe yeah, just resources in general. Whether we're talking uh-huh. about intelligence capabilities, uh-huh. whether we're talking about telecommunications, and the best in capabilities, the world. whether we're talking about data, That's people, true. men, forces, guns, whatever. I don't disagree whatever. with that. Uh, I don't disagree. That is pretty much a fact. Now there are some parts in the world where other people have, you know, a power there that we can't really exert as much force in. But for most of our Certainly for this hemisphere, that's that's true. Um, the control of the government is at his call. Okay. So, like, with that being said then, like, do you feel that the next president of the United States, in their first term, like, mm-hmm. let's, just, let's just even say that the first four years of this mm-hmm. president's uh, presidency, mm-hmm. 
be if it's a GOP nominee, mm-hmm. they have pledged to dedicate a large amount of their time to undoing whatever has been accomplished mm-hmm. these last eight years. Well, because if, I think that the president is in that kind of command and in that right. kind of position, it's also why I think being in tune to what's going on with these affairs is so important. And it's why it should be important to all of us, all of us, what's going on. These decisions that are going to be made by right the next president. Because we president. could spend, we could ostensibly spend the next four years being in a, a, a so-called regressive mode where we're kind of like trying to undo Obamacare. I'm not so sure about instead that. Of thinking, so instead, of, you, instead of thinking four, we instead need, of thinking to, forward, we need to think, we need to think 30. What's the forward? What's Reagan put Scalia on this court and Scalia today, 30 years later, up until just a few weeks ago, was making key decisions, five to four rulings yeah. to strike down Key aspects of the voting hey, rights. The onion had the greatest key headline of period on the Scalia death. They was like, Justice Supreme Court Justice Anton Scalia dies after a thirty year battle with social progress. Absolutely, <laughs> I don't think that's fair. That's oh, I mean it's the onion. I don't want to get the whole thing about but it. But that was pretty good. Really <laughs> um, but I, I don't want to get an old thing on that. But I, I would say though that, you know, sort of back to the Hillary versus Bernie thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you really want to talk about that, but I can't lie. I'm much more concerned about a, 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 a Trump Republican. Let me ask you. Yes, do you think I, Hillary I voters like there's will go with more... Bernie if Bernie's the nominee and right. vice versa? And vice Ultimately. versa. I'm much more concerned about the Republican nominee. Because for real, if they put somebody viable out there, America is just pissed off enough that they'll put that motherfucker in there. Your opinion. So you, you agree with me that Trump would like they'd lose. They'd Trump. Lose no. Trump's dangerous. He's not viable. No. He's dangerous. Suit, it doesn't matter because all of these guys. Listen, Rubio's got this thing about his parents fled Castro. It turns out his father actually moved to Florida five years before <laughs> Castro. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. Trump's got this. Trump's got this thing about uh, you know he's gonna make America great again. Pure total nonsense, no policy yeah. specifics Man. whatsoever. I might disagree with Bernie's policy outlay, right? Yeah. But I can still see within his policy yeah. outlay some semblance of uh, rational I thought. You. Like, um, do you honestly think like a Democrat is going to win the presidency in this particular election cycle? If Eli? Hillary's the nominee, yes. If Hillary is the nominee, Eli wow. feels I happen to agree with that agree assessment. With that Although, let me not forget Rubio, on my If it was Rubio versus Hillary, I think Rubio could win. Ooh, that let, would be a very close election. Let me not forget on my rant. Jeb oversaw the absolute crash of Florida. Yep. The irony here is that the, things, the things that yeah. Trump is uh-huh. out on stage pointing out about all of these guys, uh-huh. even though he's a Republican candidate. Uh-huh. The things he's pointing out about all of these guys are facts. That's when he's, real. When he's on, real. I know, I yeah. know as a person that Republicans in particular, conservatives at large, like to consider George W. Bush's keeping of America safe as only starting on September 12th, 2001. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. I know that's, that's the narrative. Like, that's I, the narrative. I, I get that that is the narrative that has developed over the last 15 years. However, what Trump is pointing out is a fact 
that George W. Bush was in fact president on September 11, 2001 when the largest terrorist attack ever hit the United States of America. And And so he's the things that he's pointing out about these guys Uh is tearing down any legitimacy they Hold have if they're ultimately the candidate. Pause. They're bruised. So why is, you don't is agree with Trump, that? Does Trump mean to imply that before 9-11, George W. Bush, in the first nine months of his presidency, after Slacker. a contested election, would get on the air and say, we have to invade Afghanistan to get a group you've never heard of called Al-Qaeda? Because, yes, there were people who were proposing a new dirty war in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. but... The reason that Clinton didn't do it when it was proposed in like 99 is because it wasn't on anyone's radar. That's a huge commitment to fucking get American like special operations guys involved in Afghanistan. I don't think Trump Trump is in. Let's not forget. I remember correctly. A Supreme Court decision decided that election. I feel like George W. Bush should have never been president. Well, aside, that's but aside me from that, the thing is, that's just I, don't me, think Trump, I don't think Trump I'll is going to that election. How come I can't okay. see the long form birth certificate? I'm just saying. What's up with these hanging chads? What's popping with all of that? I remember all of that. Al Gore won the election. I remember I voted for Al Gore. I did too. But I don't think Trump. Same here. The thing with Trump is, I don't think Trump is implying anything. Uh-huh. Trump is actually saying what is just simply a static fact. Uh-huh. George W. Bush was the president of the United States on September 11, 2001. Right. And I don't think that I don't I don't say the tip. I don't think he was the president on the tip. I don't think that anyone I don't think that anyone uh-huh. would say if Barack Obama was the president on September 2001 that he wasn't responsible. That's all, this is, that's all this is about. It's about whether or not he accepts that responsibility. Uh-huh. And the fact that he accepts this mantra of having kept us safe as I though safety was this. his strong point. Right. Trump is pointing out that, yeah, we were good on September 12th on, but on this day, this was slacking. what happened on our watch. We were slacking. And, and listen... And thing. I think the fact that the fact that conservatives and Republicans react, but even in the hall, they boo Trump for saying that. Listen. And I think the fact that conservatives and Republicans, it was ridiculous. What's ridiculous about I that? Al Qaeda planned 9/11 when Clinton was president. So Nobody disputes any of that. No, here's what I think. I think it's ridiculous, and and it's just a a, a, a ridiculous display of hubris mm-hmm. to think that you can stop. Anything from happening in your particular sovereignty. Like, get the fuck out of here. Listen. The World Trade Centers, let me be clear, were bombed under Bill Clinton's presidency. In 93. So stop playing. Like, like, this is the thing. We can look back with 2020 hindsight. Like, if I hear, like, liberals say that, like, I'm kind of known as a foreign policy hawk. Eli, we don't have But if liberals say, oh, but he, like, like, Clinton should have, like, fucking really, like, you know, taken it to Al-Qaeda... In the nineties, more. That, that, well, how far that, are we going back with that? But I'm saying, are we taking it all the way back to the seventies? Well, you mentioned the first Russian, Russian occupied. You mentioned the first world, and that's what I don't want to do. I don't want to get off there. track with that because listen, what Take I want really seriously, you're like, wait a second, there's radical political. I believe the blind shake was tried. Right, and, he and was, but I'm saying, what I'm saying is nothing was done about 
when I the really want to do it back in Egypt and how they did all these other things. I think that's the beginning of it. Right what there. I really want to do I is take it back to who's the candidate who could change the beginnings. Who's the candidate who could change? We realize that there's a sordid history of all of all of types of presidential uh, affery and right. just like right. missteps and mistakes. Who in this current field of candidates is the person that the country? Obama started the narrative of change in 2008, and it's been riding ever since. It's real. Change is something that we all pine for. I don't think any Who's, of them could change this. None of this. Can, okay, so if none of them can change this, then who is the person who is going to be able to maintain this, this, uh, this neutrality that we have, or this? constant state of like agitation that we mm -hmm. have without escalation or depression. I think if I were picking, I Who's would probably candidate? I would probably want someone who had Is um, it the let's just break it down simply, is it the GOP pool of candidates or is it the Democratic pool of candidates? I think when I look at the GOP pool of candidates, I hear people talking about uh, escalation. Escalation. Right. To put it simply, escalation. Okay. Yeah, that's and what I really want. To escalation, aggression. Aggression. Uh, We're going hard. And when I look at the Democratic pool of candidates, I hear people who, well, I hear one person who's probably going to be completely for the status quo. Right. Right. With some changes around the edges. Right. And I hear another person who. I don't hear enough knowledge on the subject from. Okay. okay. Bernie Sanders. Right. Yes. Not knowledgeable. Yeah. Well, not what? Not knowledgeable enough. Not knowledgeable enough. Not not powerful enough. He hasn't enough. impressed me yeah. in his debate he's not, performances. My feel is that he's not powerful enough. Dog, you've been in the Senate for 28 years. Like, what, are you, what have you done? What have you ever done? I went and literally Googled his entire voting record. Mm -hmm. I saw what he voted mm -hmm. for. The, you know the majority of the things Bernie Sanders voted for were actually military entitlements, like mm -hmm. national security initiatives. And his GI bills. GI bills and things of that nature. The committees that he functions on. Are like, yes, he, he functions on the committees for um, energy, parks, Water power, clean air. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of like the the wheelhouse. He's an right outsider. Yeah. He's an outsider. Right. Like that's what I you want, dude. No, you don't. Why? <laughs> no, I mean we're Obama sitting, here, we're sitting, here, we're sitting here talking about all of these issues, right? About whether they stretch back to Russian occupied Afghanistan or whether they extend as far forward right. as the coal well, bombing, who's gonna change or what have you, know? right? Who's and so change? what I'm saying is that among all of these issues. Your earlier question about whether or not the president is the most powerful person, whether or not he runs things, yes, because his judgments on these things have long-term impact. That's that. Uh, that's true. Presidents, like I'm t I feel like we're still dealing with situations from at least three presidents before. You talked about Iranian relations, and uh, Eli mentioned we talked uh, about Bill Obama changing There's Iranian been relations. This goes back, back twice and Obama twice, right? Like, and we're still talking about stuff that Clinton did. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, it's super relevant in a lot of conversations that we have in America right now. But it's you know, when crazy. you and I first met, when you and I first met, uh -huh. I would implore you as to how important these things really are. You did, right? and my interest you did. in them, and. As you just said that, that is the that is the point 
That's the point of this upcoming election. Is the point Yo, of the intensity we the feel right now. Is that we all like, have to be very focused on these things because the person right, who right. you vote for will determine the future of uh, very impactful right. things. On they all just our get lives. to like shift the direction. It's mm -hmm. weird. It's like you know, like when you was in elementary school and you were the line leader. Like if you was in front of the line, you determine if the line gonna be crooked or if it's gonna be it's straight. Gonna so yeah, then, you know. So, you then, get this. so then the question remains: Do we want escalation? No, right. That, do we want massive tax breaks? And, and see, here's the thing: for I can only the speak richest for people in the country. I think do the we tone want of the country? Though <laughs> I don't know. I be I mean, being real honest with you, uh, Eli and Gerald. Do we want a new I'm, scale I'm militarism? I don't know about the scale of this country. I don't know about the tone of this country. I don't really know what America at large really wants. Like, look, we function in the bubble of coastal, diverse America. Right. Politically aware, 24-hour right. yeah. news cycle Hip -hop aware. America. They got time. I, yep. I'm not going to sit here in front like there's not a whole entire 40 hours of driving to do across mm -hmm. this country where mm -hmm. people don't think like I think, don't mm -hmm. know what I know, don't live how I live, don't see nobody that looks like me, mm -hmm. don't have no conversations with anybody who thinks like me. I understand that. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I think this is going back to the scandal episode. Mm -hmm. Yo, if you don't get out here and register yourself yes. as a yes. voter yes. in the United States of right. America, you do not yes. count. They you don't know, hear it you. also goes back to what you were saying because that's we were all they about want is votes so they about opinion the line. and opinions being shaped. Yep. When you look at these places where people might not see a very diverse uh, culture of people around them, uh -huh. those opinions are shaped by that. Uh -huh. and it's informing this electorate that we have right now. Right. It's going to be pivotal right. in South Carolina. That's the biggest thing. Who's it's the gonna electorate be pivotal going for? Yeah. Eli, do you think voter turnout is going to be high? About like how you, your point about the diversity of the country. Yeah. It's not a diverse country. My general rule is I'm a, I'm a journalist, so I don't. Eli, is this I a diverse? Care. Is this a diverse country? It is absolutely. It is absolutely a diverse. I country. guess. We're we're moving we're, in a direction. We're in the where we're going to be the most diverse country ever. Absolutely, okay. that's I agree. We're moving in that direction. So here's the. But I feel like at the we moment, get into trouble in this country know, uh -huh. on this point mm -hmm. when people try to I love this. get into and fuck with other communities from the outside, mm -hmm. and it happens in both directions, right? Mm -hmm. So you have very conservative Christians mm -hmm. who want to say that no gay people can be married mm -hmm. and they want to keep gay discrimination. Right. But for me, my general rule of thumb is that we are a great country because you can have really conservative Christians and really gay people True. and we can all live and together can all good. and not kill each other. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what I think is the essence of America. Mm -hmm. I, and, and I think it happens the other way around too. And I think Because those conservative Christians feel True. constantly under assault and that's from the culture. They like freaking I think out. That there's a there's an ever increasing faction of people who want to join the ranks of people who feel under assault by everything. Yes. They feel like under attack by Very everything. Much so. They really listen like when Beyonce does a Super Bowl performance and people get up in arms when Kendrick Lamar does a Grammy performance and mm -hmm. people get up in arms that's indicative to me of the mood of the country which is paranoia sure. it's like people are like so nicked yeah, up yeah but you know it's, what it's though, bummed out to me but, but, it's, but it's just bummed out to me why are you talking so about, about when us? we're talking about this election that's coming up 
the bottom line is this. A lot of this, we were saying earlier, and I said, no, I just think that's the mood of the country. You were talking about this agitatedness. The yes. same thing. Uh-huh. And I was that saying that's just the mood of the that's country. That's the mood of the country. I the, mean, I'm glad you guys see off. that. I'm glad it's not just me off. who feels yeah, that way. Totally. I feel like we live in a really pissed off country. But we live in a really pissed off country. The irony is that you can turn on the debate and you can hear people talk about how... Uh, Trump just responded to Obama yesterday and said that he felt like Obama criticizing him was like yeah, a compliment. Like not presidential. Right? I and, saw and, that. And, and so, you can have people that are convincing people that the country's going to hell in a handbasket. Yes. While the fact of the matter is, in seven years, we've come from literally the brink of economic destruction uh-huh. to adding another 200,000 plus jobs last month to a return to some economic stability in the markets uh-huh. to uh, having come through seven straight years of literally 0% interest money so you that disagree. so that markets could begin to function normally. We've gotten to a place... Obama saved where, the financial system. Single-handedly. So I'm not even. I'm we've not come, even, we've even come from, and, and so, but 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 it's not Trump just. Uh huh. Go ahead. No, like, give me, give me your Trump, Trump take. Yeah. I want your Trump take. I want your Trump take. In this country, uh-huh. we've always had cranks, freaks, mm-hmm. and zealots. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. And they tend to get the and stage. They're never a majority. No, but they. Tend but to there is an awful lot of them. They tend to get the And they spotlight. usually, by the way, have a variety. We've had survivalists. We've had 9/11 truthers. We've had Kennedy assassination yes. people. Yeah, yes. all those people. Them all. Yes. Let me You're, tell you this something. Is very, very those true. people are Trump voters. Mm. The people who read John Grisham novels about how the people who decide exactly if you're that dude on the internet in the basement, if you're that guy with the ham radio, you're checking out some shit on the deep web. If you're on the deep web, if you're on the deep web, you're like I don't know. You go deep web because you can just go. You can go AM. Terrestrial radio. AM terrestrial. If you tune into Bill Cunningham coast to coast yes, overnight, you can listen to hey, truck drivers call in and talk about and, and parrot back this idea that the country is going to hell in a handbasket. Meanwhile, homeownership is through the freaking roof. Interest rates on mortgages are at an all-time low. You can't buy a freaking house in this town for under seven hundred grand. Yo, not I get some money out here. Uh, and and you have well, what you, what yeah, are, that's the good you have what are that the good? you have what that's are good. inarguably all <laughs> no, the signs of improving economic indicators going forward. Oh, man, this While is, at no. the same time you have a Republican field that is out here telling people not only that things are bad, you should vote for us, but that the sitting president of the United States. Hates America. Right. He's an anti-American. Like, how he does? He has no respect for the Constitution. He should not be appointing that. Supreme Court justices. That's he's, 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 he's an awful representative of the United States of America. From first time, first of all, first of all, I don't agree with that. The way that I don't think the way that people disrespect it. I would never attribute any of that to you, Eli. I've never seen nobody disrespect the president like that. What we're talking about here is the 
opinion shapers. I never saw the president disrespected like that. Our whole conversation here is about the opinion shapers but and who's shaping the opinion true. of true. this electorate. But, and so this electorate is having its opinion shaped by people who scream 24-7 on terrestrial radio, on have, deep web, wh and everywhere else them. that this president we is not the just president of America, from and America? That he this country, and that he's trying to tear it down from he's within, and that his goal yes. is to he make this country weaker. Right. That is what these people's opinion right. is being shaped right. by. So when we get back to South Carolina, the, the, the thing on the GOP side will be right. who can draw. Eli mentioned that those are typically Trump voters. Uh -huh. They're also Cruz voters. They're also Rubio no. voters. And these people actually the backstory. Not, I don't think that's the same thing. I think okay, the Franks and the Kooks that are like also people in this alt-right who are like neo-Nazi bags. Mm -hmm. yeah, There's like all these like right-wing kooks, okay? Yeah. Those people are Trump. Cruz has a constituency of very conservative okay. people okay. who believe that these administrative state and entitlements are way too big okay. and that Republicans have completely dropped the ball and caved to Obama. So I got one That's question. their view. I got one question for you, Eli. Tell yeah. me who's getting the Republican non-coop vote. Non-what? The non-coup. Yeah. Right. The, 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 the moderate. I think the moderate vote. Not even moderate. Not just even moderate. just conservative non-coup vote. Not crazy. Who's getting that crazy yeah, guy? Exactly. I would say that that's like a lot of the rest of the field. In the sense of Cruz, I would not say Cruz supporters are kooks. What they are are very conservative people who believe in Goldwater's promise from 50 years ago that Who's the government Kasich's should... people? What? Who's getting Kasich's people? Well, I mean, Kasich is, got, is not going to win. I'm sorry. He's got a couple people. I'm sorry. I, I, he's America's the reason, the reason middle the, manager. The I like him he's like, he's like at a sales meeting inspiring I, everybody. So you say, so you say Cruz, really you say Cruz is getting that vote? Well, and Rubio and and, 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 Jeff and Kasich. So yeah. those, those four combined right now are at 18, 18, that's 36. Another five, that's the more than one. Oh, we better more than that. That's 14, that's 24. That's it's more than Trump if you add them all together. That's forty-two. Okay, so so forty-two percent. So, but let's just Trump at thirty-five, Cruz at eighteen. So then the non-coup Republican vote, the traditional conservative, non-crazy, just right-leaning vote without being the extreme fringe, uh -huh. is forty-two percent of the party. No, 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 you, no that's not right. It's forty-two percent. The Trump of people elected. are like thirty-five percent. Okay, right. And there's other people. That's scary. There's other people who are that's very right-wing. Horrified. I agree, but like that's you have horrified. to keep in mind the independents voted in New Hampshire. There's like other <laughs> differences. Okay. Then you have a fight within the Republicans. You have people like Cruz, mm -hmm. who have a, who have been on a campaign mode against the Republican leadership mm -hmm. for failing to stop Obama, mm -hmm. but they're still within a dialogue of a traditional, as we would understand, a right-left debate. Mm -hmm. Trump is not within that discussion. Mm -hmm. He's just out there mm -hmm. saying crazy, fucked-up shit. And you <laughs> you were, like, correct. You were like, he was saying all this shit to Republicans. Republicans were booing him. Mm -hmm. We were talking about Bush 9 and you know what? Factually, he was president of 9/11. I'm not even arguing with you on that. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying the same. But that's the same vibe 
that drove him to say that crazy racist shit about Mexicans being rapists <laughs> or crazy racist yeah. shit about Muslims yeah. or other y'all crazy. must have forgot like, <laughs> he went South to the, the Republican I'm Jewish he went to the Republican Jewish coalition and got up and just straight up said you're gonna be uncomfortable because I don't have to ask any of you for any money oh. which is like <laughs> in a Republican <laughs> Jewish group oh. that's him alright I'm saying <laughs> there's always been a group of people who love that Okay? Yeah, and they're not really right. Republicans or conservatives and, and or liberals. getting bigger. Right. 35%. So but that's not like 35% of they're the They're on right. their way to 40, Eli. They're on their way to 40. Well, I think 40. he'll get it if they enough people stay in. But after South Carolina, that's the reason it's so crazy. important is it's going to be a moment we're, of truth. We're, we're because cut. Trump is <laughs> cut down here, not bro. a Republican. He's not a conservative. He's like... I'm not going to say he's a fascist, so ask but he is an authoritarian leading. Trump help very bad. or hurt the Republican Party? Terrible for the Republican Party. Oof, why? Because what the Republicans need to do uh-huh. is they need to be a younger, more diverse <coughs> party. Uh-huh. Which means, and by the way, there's every reason, I mean, like, it's going to sound crazy to you guys because I'm, you know, but there is an <laughs> argument that conservatives <laughs> are saying, listen, Latinos and blacks should be Republicans because we're more conservative on social values. Hey, we believe in free enterprise you know and free I'm markets. It's so very popular mm-hmm. in these communities. And you know what I'm saying? We're the party of the Second Listen, Amendment. We like, there's a lot of arguments. There's a lot of, exactly, of the course, under Lincoln. Yeah, under Lincoln, yeah, like, under Lincoln right. reconstruction. But right. go ahead, continue. So Excuse that me. is the way to have a Republican party that's still relevant and appeals to me. Uh-huh. You know, of course, after Obama, it's going to, you know, this you're still going to get. I don't think it's going to be... I think it's going to be very difficult to get uh, a lot of blacks to vote for the Republican Party, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Based on my personal experience mm-hmm. as an American. Mm-hmm. But that's what they need to do. They can't be this party that's seen as old and white yeah. and male, especially now when everybody's very empowered. Right. And yes. it's a different world. Yes. Okay? So they need to kind of be part of that. And I think that there are a lot of... There's a lot of appeal to some of these kind of conservative it's ideas. Up. Donald Trump is just this reactionary bigot yes. who's a clown and an entertainer. Yes. And when he speaks, it's like, you're not even, are we joking? Are we, <laughs> are we, are we like serious? Is, am I supposed to take you seriously as a president, as a leader? But you're he, like a leader. Say what, this. what I find ironic about this Republican Party is that what Donald Trump is, to me, is he is the, the manifestation of the Obama backlash. Yeah. And I think that He's the personification. When we talk He's about all of that backlash and vitriol. When in we one talk person about when we talk with about fucked up haircut. An <laughs> agitated an agitated voting population yeah. out here. We talk about an agitated country, a very angry country. Uh-huh. Donald Trump is the agent provocateur. Donald he's Trump, the guy he, who's going no, like he's, he's not people. the agent provocateur. The agent provocateurs were all who came before him. Hmm. This started when we talk about the old story of Mitch McConnell and other Senate leaders getting together on inauguration night or election night in 2008 and deciding immediately following the election, right? Before this president had a chance to propose one judge for nomination or one policy or one one piece of legislation, right? One budget, one anything. Before this president had a chance to say one word as president, when we talk about the Republican leadership getting together then and deciding we're going to we're going to block this guy, the same thing as you have in this Supreme Court nomination fight right now. 
can save himself the time of sending us anything. Yeah. Right? They don't want, they, they, they're they going to block it. This this level of vitriol uh, started animus. that yeah. day. All of those people between then and now were the age of provocateurs. Let's remember, True. when Donald Trump made noises right. about running for president real quick in 2012, uh -huh. and people were asking, Republicans were yeah. asking Donald Trump to run for president then, uh -huh. it was because Donald Trump was the guy that was willing to come out and question the long-form birth certificate. Yeah. And so, this is not like Donald Trump is some guy who just came out of nowhere and hijacked the party. Mm -hmm. He is the distillation of what this party has offered the country yeah, over the last for. seven years. Whether we're talking the Republican House, whether we're talking the like Republican him. Senate, whether we're talking like, the Republican media. Way? You don't think they've been looking for a guy like him no. who's like a shoot from the hip kind of guy? So why like, is he in the lead then well, if he's the not the guy they've been looking that, for? That really? I find so horrible, well, many things I find horrible. One of the things that I find is relevant is that he's a he's like Provoking a very dark emotional chord in people he's that's classless. very racist and yes. bigoted. He's it's appealing to the he's lowest. He's not provoking that chord. What has provoked he's that chord in people it, has been built over the last seven years on a daily drip drop of animus. Of, 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 of not like I disagree with the president, I feel but he's pandering this to president it. isn't an American. It was it was provoked, like I, like you said, okay, Gerald. It was provoked a long time when ago. People, when people, let me tell you, Trump is all the people. People out in medical America who really love America. When, let me just say, when they when they feel like their country is being taken over from outside, we go. It scares the shit out of them. Really strongly. Why do you feel that way? When George W. Bush was president, uh huh. I believe the Nation magazine, but certainly the Village Voice, I know for sure, ran articles comparing him to Hitler in some ways. All right. Just wait. Oh no, wait a second. Really over the top. Okay. All right? Okay. All right. Okay. There was a really a motivated voice. political thing. Now, if I would say to a Democrat, right, if that's relevant to like sort of the Democrats of that era, all right, because I would say it wasn't. All right. Mm -hmm. The way we judge that is what is the leadership? What are the mainstream Democrats? Did they do that kind of thing? Okay. And they never really did. It wasn't okay. the same thing. Okay. In the Republican Party, this stuff, this birtherism, was widely rejected no. by the leadership Ooh. of the Republican Party in Congress and Ooh. both nominees. It was rejected it was like, like it, was, it was kind of like a tacit rejection. No, like, well, if he says he's from America, no, 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 I've never seen his birth certificate. No, seriously, no, but I'm that's what John Boehner and all of them was like. Come on, filled. No, no. I'm telling you this. I and I know. I'm telling you. Trump was somebody from the outside who was willing to say this Who's because John Boehner, Mitch shit. McConnell, John they McCain, say the Mitt Romney, shit. Paul Ryan, the leaders of the Republican they Party would never say it. Say it. But like Joe said, though, you have to be honest. It's a tacit rule. Um, and by the way, McCain. The I, can tell, like, I know McCain yeah. announced it. Okay. I know that McCain has announced it. You know what? We're not. I know a lot of Republicans. No, they have. I would it's say like, I would say if like we're standing on the streets like ah right, you got it if we're talking yeah, about if you say, if you say so if we're talking it. about the absolute if we're talking about uh, if we just sliced off just the absolute top of the Republican leadership in this country and we limited yeah. the words yeah. Republican done, leadership I'm, I'm only to just the top guys right uh -huh. that would be one thing however this refrain was widely embraced by 
all of the House Freedom Caucus. This refrain was endorsed by you, all at the, at the of those Republicans right. who are first-term congressmen and senators who were swept into office on the Tea Party wave, which was Listen. completely based upon the Listen. notion that this president is and, not an American. And look, I swear, Joe, that brings me right home to my point that I want to make by having this entire... I don't. So, I gotta hold say, up, it, Eli, but hold up, Eli, it's Eli, not, it's not really, a mainstream position for listen, Republicans. We could go on all, all right. night about all right. this, and I really want to wrap this episode. No, we're wrapping right it up. Now. Wrapping it up. And this is what I want to do. I want to tell you both that you bring home the entire point that I'm trying to make by having episodes like that, like this, should I say, which is. You have to get out here and become politically aware. You have to educate yourself. You have to mobilize yourself. Eli has told us he doesn't vote. He's a journalist. He chooses to exercise his right as a journalist to not be politically pledged to any particular candidate because he feels that that would cloud his coverage and his ability to, like, you know, honestly comment on what's going on. It's one of the things I respect most about him. It's one of the things we respect the most about him. Yet he always engages discussion and there's never a time there's never a time that Eli comes to our place and is not trying to talk and is not Eli came through on the second day of the Baltimore riots. Yes. And listen. Here's another thing that I love so much about Eli is that I think that it's so important for all of us as people, as as mankind, as, as it relates to this country, we've got to be able to come together on the most uncomfortable subject. Yes, we've got to be no. able to listen. We have to opposition be able to have openly and have conversations with I, each other. And you know what the best part Absolutely. about it is? When all of the parties and entities in the room have a mutual respect for one another, these things can happen. We can go on all night. Like literally, yes. Yes. we wouldn't have to leave this room. It's unfortunate we're to, limited. It's by unfortunate time. that we're limited by time. I'm literally, I want to come in after listen. the elections this weekend and I want to really yes. oh, I'm, I'm literally, literally, I'm literally <laughs> giving you guys a two hour episode of Black Broadway. And if you make it to the end of this joint, you are well worth it. Shout out to Lorraine. Shout out to Anna Sloss. Shout out to Listen, if you make it to the end of this one, you are real one. Like I said, we can go on all night endlessly around this. We wrapping it up. I really want to thank my guest. I really want to thank Eli Lake. Thank Eli, you. Yo, thank you so much. I really want to thank Joe Dixon. My Club. Original OG out here. I really want to thank my producer, Trey Black. Man. Yo, ah. we are really doing it, man. What is this? Episode what? 46. 46, yo. We're not acting around out here <laughs> at all, y'all. Black Broadway Podcast. This is going up. This is great. If you, like I said, if you make it to the end of this one, you're a real one. And you interested in what's going on. Got to stay out here. The you entire point of this episode is be politically aware. 
get out here and vote. Exercise your rights, educate yourself and decide who you're going to put your support behind and know that your support counts. And when they see that you're actually politically active, then they're going to start pandering to you. Then, they, then they're going to start coming to you with all of these propositions and trying to pay attention to your issues. Before that, they don't care. Votes is worth more than money, y'all. Listen, get aware, man. Black Broadway Podcast, Primary Colors. Remember, if you're not at the table, you want the plate. We out of here. Black Broadway Podcast. Peace. I like that. You know,